blood moon has risen. It is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from another world. Greetings. This is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host, Andrew Carey. We bring to life stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. If you have a story or experience you want brought to life, please make your submission at bloodmoonpodcast.com. Your story can be a true paranormal experience or a tall tale of horror. Thank you listeners for your support. It seems to me that reality is not entirely material. This story is my personal account of being on the outside looking in. Or is it the other way around? What is the nature of an OBE? There was nothing special about this particular night in the spring of 1998. At the time, I was still living in the house where I grew up. In the 16 years that I lived there, nothing unusual happened except for this one incident. Everything seemed ordinary when I went to bed. In the middle of the night, I became aware that I was moving with a freedom that was unfamiliar. I moved over my desk, and then, past a window. The moonlight bathed the room in a silver-blue glow, and outside there was a slight breeze. I then noticed that my legs were not the means of locomotion. It seemed as though my mind guided my movements. With this realization, I quickly moved upwards to the ceiling and looped backwards by a bookshelf. Pausing for a moment, I looked out my bedroom door and down the darkened hallway. All was silent. All was still. I slowly inched my way to the floor and rotated. 
Hovering low, I came across a pair of pale feet standing by my bed. Who is in my room? Who is standing next to my bed? The startling revelation entered my mind. Those are my feet. Realizing that I was looking at my physical self, I snapped back into my corporal state. I carefully looked around the moonlit room, and everything was exactly the same as when I made my brief journey. The sense of pure freedom had departed, so I concluded that I just had an out-of-body experience. Welcome back. A black cat leads us to the desert in Southern California. There you will meet the white lady of the desert. A lady in white, or a woman in white, is a common apparition seen around the world. The state of California, for some unknown reason, produces many tales of a lady in white. Near the town of Escondido, a white lady haunts the elfin forest. She has been seen with a charming smile, and will often reach out to people with a friendly touch. This apparition is often seen hovering above the ground, and also has the ability to pass through objects. The Queen Mary in Long Beach is known to host a beautiful lady in white. A long-deceased bride can be seen running along Knob Hill in San Francisco. In the desert near Joshua Tree National Park, there may be a more sinister lady in white. In 1981, five girls are on the tail end of a road trip to Palm Springs. It's a celebratory trip since they recently graduated high school. In order to avoid the blistering heat of daytime, they decide to begin their drive home at night. A couple of girls fall asleep in the car as they make their journey into the uninhabited desert. No automobiles are visible. There are no homes or businesses, just miles of harsh terrain. Without warning, the driver excitedly breaks the silence. What is that up ahead? There's someone off to the side of the road. The girls awakened by the driver's voice. They too spot a lone figure standing about 10 feet to the side of the road. The driver slows the car in order to get a better look. Details begin to emerge. It is a woman, and she is immersed in white with pale skin 
long white hair, and a white dress. A dog bound by a chained leash accompanies the mysterious woman. It too is entirely white. One of the girls observes that the woman's hair and dress continuously billows, even though the night air is still. A wave of dread washes over the girls as they roll closer. Driving by ever so slowly, one of the girls makes eye contact with the specter. The vacationers are now terrified. One witness stated, She had an evil look in her eyes, and she didn't appear to be human. The driver accelerates to make their escape. The passengers continue to look as they drive past the woman. What they see is unnatural. The specter's head rotates all the way back, keeping her hideous eyes locked onto the girls as they drive into the night. Welcome back. Before we present the next story, I want to recommend the listeners to check out a podcast called Ultimate Human Death Bomb. Right now, we all need some levity and laughs, and the guys at UHD provide just that. UHD reviews the absolute worst, weirdest, and funniest movies that they can find. Nick and his friends cover a variety of topics, and I find their personal stories and anecdotes to be hilarious. I'm already recommending the podcast to friends, so go check out Ultimate Human Death Bomb. Oh, and you can follow the show on Instagram at UHD Podcast. An owl will now take us to the jungles of Southeast Asia. This astonishing account will make you run through the jungle. States Army officer writes to his longtime associate about a horrific ordeal that he experienced in April of 1972. The event occurred near the Cambodian-Vietnamese border while the Vietnam conflict was raging. The recipient of the information is UFO researcher Leonard Stringfield. An elite U.S. Army Special Operations Unit drops in over the vast jungle near Tong Li Sap, Cambodia. It is a highly sensitive mission. The purpose of the mission is to locate and destroy a North Vietnamese listening post that had been intercepting classified radio transmissions. 
the soldiers camp out overnight in preparation for the raid at dawn. During the early morning hours, the American soldiers carefully move through the dense jungle. They see a clearing up ahead. Believing that they found the North Vietnamese station, the soldiers hold their position and peer through the lush vegetation. What they see is not a Vietnamese base, but rather a large shiny object. The unusual object looks like a spherical mirror that is resting on tripodal landing gear. A hum emanating from the object induces a feeling of nausea. Disorientation takes hold of the unit. The unit's commander tries to steady his troops when he spots a gruesome scene. Several humanoid beings emerge from the surrounding area with human body parts in tow. The limbs, torsos, and heads belong to Vietnamese troops as well as American soldiers of various races. The beings wrap around eyes which are devoid of pupils, scan the metallic bins that serve as storage containers for the human remains. Despite the overwhelming fear and rising dizziness, the unit quickly moves into position and opens fire. The beings are caught off guard but the bullets don't seem to have any effect. The bodysuits on the creatures appear to be bulletproof. Undeterred, the soldiers press on, and they successfully hit the bulbous heads of a few beings. The spherical object releases an exotic weapon. Chaos ensues as multiple soldiers are severely burned. As the unit repositions for cover among the trees, the beings move swiftly to gather the bins and enter the object. In a flash, the reflective sphere disappears above the jungle's canopy. Many of the men are gravely injured, and they find that one of their brothers in arms had died in the firefight. After assessing his unit's condition, the commander radios their base for assistance. Request medevac at one two five three one zero four five three. Repeat. Request medevac. Rival extraction. Left off inbound. The uninjured soldiers are flown to a base in South Vietnam for debriefing. Intelligence agents arrive to issue dire warnings not to speak of the incident publicly or privately. The agents administer psychological drugs and induce hypnosis on the exhausted soldiers.
In the minds of these agents, such extreme treatment is required to erase the memories of the horrific and paradigm-altering event. In the late 1980s, the memories resurface for some of the surviving soldiers. They decide it is time to tell their story, and Leonard Stringfield would be their outlet. Stringfield would later publish this controversial account in his report, UFO Crash Retrievals, The Inner Sanctum, Status Report 6. The blood moon is setting. I like to thank Melissa for providing voiceovers in The White Lady of the Desert. Thank you to Ultimate Human Death Bomb for their partnership. If you're looking for something funny, please check out UHD Podcast. Please subscribe and review Blood Moon Podcast. It will help us spread the word. You can also follow us on social media. There you will be kept up to date on what's new. The links are in the show's description. Thank you for listening.